0: Welcome back, I'm Kim Bailey, she's Fiona Osborne, this is Inside Exec. Today we're going to talk about the benefits of taking on older methods of doing things, even ancient methods of doing things, and in that sense also taking on people within your organisation who perhaps have been retired or moved out of the workforce for many years and see what benefits we can gain for the organisation and for individuals within the organisation by following that sort of a practice.
1: I'm going to share with you experience I had recently. I um, was talking to a person who's been in the recruitment industry for a long time, well-known, it's global, just chatting about what's happening in that space, how would, is the world going. We talked about everything that you already know about that's on the news, people are moving from one employer to another, they're looking at the balance and and all of that, so there's lots of activity there's a lot of things happening. The bit that I want to cover today though about a story where a person was hired by the recruitment company to work for them as distinct from working for their clients. The person's seventy three years old. And whilst you know everybody says the right thing about you no know, bias for on age or whatever else, some people actually mean it, and some people a little bit nervous about it. So in this case, a case was put up to the management team to say, "Well, this person is the right person for the job, and we really." should hire them and why. And then they used examples of, you know what, when you look at ancient times, you know that we always went to the wiser, the elder, not because they're old, but because of their experience and knowledge and they've seen things unfold, whether it's weather patterns, whether it is on the farming side, whether it is on ever the community, things being tried, tested, some failed, some succeeded. That's being used, so we give it a go. Reluctantly, the the group signed off on hiring this person. The person has been in a job over 12 months now, and apparently the benefits have been enormous. And what had happened there, firstly, that person was not really looking for work because they needed the money they're looking for work because they wanted to be involved they wanted to know they're good at this and they want to continue to do it so the person had an excellent network globally so that was a good thing secondly they were not motivated by the next career move or by the bonus or the becoming a partner, not motivated by that. They're just seriously motivated by the satisfaction of what they do. What ended up happening is apparently statistically there was success on all fronts. One is there were business came in the door and repeat business, again, back from the communication and, and that, hiring executives, middle and top management levels, the other thing is the person said, can I do it my way? And they said, yeah, what's that? And they said, one of the things I like to do is I know there's a contract between our client and ourselves and how it works. I want to add a bit without cost, which is I'll continue to work with the person that has been selected and accepted by the client organisation. I'll keep in touch with them for three months And during that three months, I'll make sure that things are all right and everybody's happy, particularly the individual. In a way, he became the mentor, if you like, or the partner of success, as he called it. The clients were delighted with that. It didn't cost them anything. The person was happy because they thought, I can talk to someone who knows who is independent and if there is anything, help to tackle something. So that happened. And the other results that were good was the, the employees within the organization that recruitment agency were always going to him and asking him at you know functions and picking his brains and he's so happy given it that was great. The business side the dollar sign was very positive repeat business and new referrals. The employee survey was very positive about that and the In the client survey, satisfaction was also very positive. So when they said, oh, you know, this is, you know, a great idea, the person said, well, it's not my idea. <laughs> Again, when you've been around as long as me, you just know. Firstly, there is a program by the government right now, which is in, in Australia, which is a pre-apprenticeship program, even preparing people to become an apprentice. And they run by agencies funded by the government, or at least partially funded by the government. And the method I'm using is the same. So you're partnering with that school-age person who's trying to decide whether they want to be an apprentice or not, and you guide them through it. In the apprenticeship space, the same methodology is used. The apprentice has got continuity by the company who matches the apprentice to the company, So I'm just using things that have been used before, share your knowledge, bring examples to light, what worked, what didn't work and how can we make it work in this environment. Share your knowledge and be generous in sharing it for no personal gain and use modern and ancient methods to make things happen. So what I'm doing here is nothing special. So that's really the outcome.
0: Interesting too that there's been two series of programs here in Australia on ABC about generational interaction. One was with older people, so in their 80s and 90s, with under five-year-olds. Yes. And then the second one was a similar age group of people, but with teenagers. And interestingly, obviously, the broadest spectrum between the the under fives and the, the over 80s, They could see them as grandparents and they could see them as, you know, in a different framework. But looking at the teenagers and the interaction that they had with these other participants in the show was fascinating to me because the teenagers were ones who were very well versed in what is current, what is happening now and and how they need to approach their lives. They still had all the sorts of anxieties and concerns that, we probably had as teenagers perhaps in some areas a little bit more concentrated than others but the opportunity for these people who had life experience and work experience and all sorts of other experiences to talk to these people and bring some other kind of structure to their lives and and the the one episode that, that I was reminded of was where the young people had to get up and be part of a debating team and there were some in that team who absolutely did not want to get up in front of the group and speak to anyone. As you know, that's that's a situation that I deal with very frequently with adults of all ages. But to see these young people and to see the different approaches that the senior people took in encouraging the younger ones to say something, you know, whether it was just, you know, we'll get these notes down, we'll do it together, I'll stand beside you, whatever else it was, Mm. that these younger people were keen to find out what it was they could do. What What is the answer? They were open to someone saying to them, do it this way, try it this way. And what it reinforced was that we can learn from everyone because mm. then the tables were turned. because then they had to do a dance for a, a concert that they were having. Yeah. And the younger people sort of pulled up their phones and said, you know, we'll do it like this on TikTok. And, and the others were looking at it saying, where did you find that on your phone? You know, I can see yeah. the moves they're doing, but yeah. how am I going to learn this? And yeah. and how do I hold the phone at the same time as I'm trying to learn it? And so there was that sharing of information. And I think in these situations where we're looking at it in the workforce, it's really important to find that common ground where you can share information and where you're both benefiting from doing that activity the other example i have is out of the floral art world for many years probably 30 or 40 years the bonus in doing designs was what we call floral foam or more commonly called oasis because that's the brand of it it's a green foam block soaking water and you put your flowers or your plant material in and it holds it in place perfectly and so it's been used for a long time 10 years ago, Europe started to ban it. And here we couldn't understand why they were banning it because there wasn't a lot of information coming out. But as time progressed, we found out that it is full of microplastics, which we know are not good for the environment. It doesn't break down. So that the move gradually got momentum. And so people were using less and less foam. But to, to try and create these designs and have them the plant material in a water source and to have it still looking the way you wanted it to we went back to what systems and and activities that they were doing before floral foam was introduced so we go back to using chicken wire in in Mm -hmm. designs and 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 containers and and looking at things a different way obviously we've got some more modern approaches that we can use apart from the traditional ones but we did go back and we did learn from People who had always done it that way had yeah. never used foam in the past. Yeah. And so we'd bring them in and say, show us how how to do it because we don't know where to start. When well, there was no literature about it, there was nothing we could go back to say, oh, yeah. how is it done? So now there's a whole range of new literature out that says this is how you do it. And mm-hmm. I think in the arts and crafts field, you could probably find a whole host of examples of where people mm-hmm. are going back to traditional crafts. traditional ways of producing things that are art or craft in that sense
1: on the same topic and on sharing information and learning from others before us we've got another example I was at a function and I was talking to a person who retired he called himself retired we're saying well what do you do what I do and and sort of we're sharing that bit he shared with me that He was the founder of a law firm. The law firm is very successful and went through for many years, etc. He's at the point where he wanted to retire. So he had a pretty well thought through succession plan and was very well executed as well. He wasn't ready to to leave it all together. So part of the arrangement was that he would be on the board. He was on the board and, of course, his contacts and connections and, and all of that. And that was going all right for a bit. And then he said he was getting a little bit towy, he called it, and frustrated because he wanted to keep saying what they want to do or... They didn't have a conflict as such, but it was frustrating because they wanted to do something that he was so much against and he's very desperate to want to drive again, as he put it. It got to the point where he thought, you know what, I think for both our sanity, I think it's time for me to finish once this term finishes, and he finished and he said, I was happy with that. And they did try to be polite and ask him to stay and, and all of that. But he didn't. And he said, no, time has come for me to cut the, the strings. Anyhow, he's there. And then one day he gets a call from a person. And the person is on one of those programs that used in lots of those companies where they look for graduates that they fast track through the organization and they bring them in and the idea is that on merit and on all of that eventually they'll be partners but it's a fast track this is supposed to be a little boy um genius who got this mark and that mark and and you know all of that this person if I just call the graduate I'll just for one of better words and the retired founder so the graduate will contacted the retired founder and asked if he could have coffee with me and he said oh yeah what for and he says oh I'll tell you over coffee and he says I've just been hired by such and such firm I'm very good you know and, <laughs> and the old guy says Oh, yes, I just imagine you would be, you know, being sarcastic. And he says, no, I am. I talked in this and my way of thinking and blah, blah, blah. And then I went through these interviews and, and all of that. And I'm really proud of that. And he says, that's the easy part. He says, the hard part is I don't have any years of experience. He said to him, yeah, all right, and and he said, you're already hired, so you didn't come here to ask me to put in a good word or anything. And he said, no, not at all. He said, I really want your experience. And he says, what do you mean you want my experience? You have to go and work as many years as I have. Oh. And he said, well, no, because I really know a shortcut. <laughs> he said, okay, what's this shortcut? And he says, how about we have a series? So. From that meeting, they liked each other, you could tell. So the retired founder says to me, there was something about him that I liked. He was a bit cheeky, arrogant, and all of that, but there was much more endearing features about him. So I thought, anyway, said so it was all above board, the company, um, and uh, there was no conflict of yeah. interest or anything like that. So anyway, so they're having a series of coffee meetings, right? And so they do that, and then he would say things like different scenarios, he says, oh, I've noticed they're doing blah, blah, blah and I was noticed that and uh, the retired guy says you've got to be very careful here because what I tell you is a good thing is what they saying that's rubbish because not in this day and age and vice versa. He says, yeah, I'll take that into account and we always have to come back to that point, so be careful. Anyway, so all good, they've done that and then he says, "I want to run something past you," and he will run it, and they will do what we used to call objection handling clinics. So, put holes yep. in it, be the devil's advocate. They do that, do that. No, they were doing it anyway. This guy has been there, for, you know, twelve months or so, and doing all right, and the company is happy with him. And then he comes up with an idea and the idea was a little bit way out, but he had demonstrated, you know, all the pros and cons and why they should give it a go. And they did. And it was all right. I mean, it was had a lot of convincing and trial and, you know, proof of concept and all of that. And it was right. Then another idea. And, you know, I'm not talking about one after the other. There's time in between and and all of that fun anyway they thought he's a little genius and wise beyond his years (laughs) anyhow he said to the retired guy look I'm being called in for a performance review uh, by the panel now and um, have I got your permission to say we've been having coffee and my wisdom is really not mine (laughs) (laughs) and he says okay and he says so you're not as arrogant as I thought you were (laughs) He so he said okay so he goes in the meeting and then he says well we use the word accelerate my training accelerate my education which I did and I did really well and you hired me because blah 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 but one thing I needed badly is experience and I found a way to accelerate my experience, and they were all ears. And this is the wisdom of others who've been there, successful way before I was born. That he told the story how he made the coffee and all that. And he said, and they sat there, and they were a little bit shocked because they could have used that talent on on that committee. And again, you know, the 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 rest is obvious, I suppose, but. There's a huge example of how instead of going, well, that's the old way, this is the new way, is how we combine them both and how we utilise the wisdom. This guy was smart enough to suck 30, 40 years of experience to use it for testing some of his new ideas.
0: It's about that combination of the experience and the knowledge that gained from that experience and the new situation, the new reality and seeing yeah. how that can relate to what's happening now. And it's no different to all of the times in the past yeah. podcasts where we've talked about coming up with a new idea and people say to you, we've tried it before, it didn't yeah. work. What didn't work then? What's different now? And it's, it, it's that same concept. It's yeah. just looking at it from a much more rich resource
1: yeah.
0: than individuals talking in a meeting
1: also not just to have the old ideas you know that the old experience is having that dynamic new fresh way of looking at things and prepared to take calculated risk but smart enough to do the homework and i think that's the you know why it's all of a sudden yeah. goes yeah. to exceptional level rather than fantastic
0: yeah. and we don't have to invent or reinvent things all the time there are elements of experience that we can bring into any situation yeah. within our industry or outside of our industry that make the composite decision a better decision and yeah. a better way forward there we have it our ideas on utilizing more experience than you can find in your organizations at this point in time I'm Kim Bailey she's Juliana Osborne and this is inside